From the campus of Stanford University, this is the Innovators Radio Show and Podcast, featuring one-on-one interviews with renowned thought leaders, founders, and game changers committed to ideas, innovation, and entrepreneurship well executed. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggle, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes purpose-driven entrepreneurs and game changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by executive producer of Stanford Athletics, Beyond the Champions, radio show, and principal of Podfather Media, Tom Dioro. Today, we're uh, honored and uh, excited to be joined by Richard O'Connor, Managing Director of the Clean Food Initiative. Feel free to visit their website at cleanfoodinitiative.org. Again, cleanfoodinitiative.org. Richard, glad to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. Love it. Share with us a little bit about the Clean Food Initiative. What I have here is, is I think, is limited just from my understanding. Is Clean Food Initiative is ensures optimum health and they strive to change the paradigm of wellness and sustainable clean food microfarms. Love to hear your elaboration on that. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I've been a serial entrepreneur my whole life, and about twelve years ago, I was having dinner in a restaurant. Um, in downtown San Diego. It was a very nice restaurant. And uh, I opened the menu and it said on the menu, you know, all produce going on the premises. And I was like, well, that, that how do they do that? You know, and uh, the owner of the restaurant came over and he took me in the elevator. We went to the 40th floor and we walked outside and he had his garden on the roof. And it looked like a, it looked like a miniature water slide. It was just PVC pipe going in circles and he had the most beautiful tomatoes I'd ever seen, heads of lettuce the size of basketballs, all the microgreens, uh, basil, oregano, parsley, thyme. And and when I looked at this thing, and he said, that, he goes, the craziest thing about this, Richard, he said is, this isn't rocket scientists, it's water, gravity, and nutrients. And he goes, and we grow the healthiest produce in downtown San Diego. And then we went downstairs, and I had one of his salads, and I was euphoric. I, 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 I mean, actually... I felt good after eating this produce, and that got the wheels turning. Um, uh, after that, I, I, I had a business partner who had a special needs daughter, and and the food that this this child ate was was very important to her behavior. And I started to learn about the produce that we eat and the problems with it. Um, and there are a lot of problems with it, you know, um, you know, Mexico and about six states grow, you know, 90% of the produce that we eat in this country. And if you look at the footprint of, you know, by time it's grown, it gets on a truck, it travels in some cases, you know, 1800 miles. Um, and by time it gets to wherever its final destination is, it's, it's full of, it's been sprayed with chemicals. It's, it's been off the vine for a couple of weeks and then they clean it up and they, they put it in the grocery stores and, uh, the nutritional value is almost gone. It's, it's just been diluted so heavy. And, um, and then my, my, my partner today, Shannon, who we, you talked to, uh, on the last podcast, he, uh, he called E. coli from from produce and uh and you know we saw these health issues and then when we 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 dove into it a little bit we started working with different uh nutrient companies we developed the superfood and uh the superfood is you know we spend 
quite a bit of money developing these these nutrients. And we do this through a hydroponic system. We do it with all indoor farming, uh, which is hydroponics. We do it in 40-foot shipping containers. And we produce what we think is better than organic. It's the healthiest produce that you can buy. And the beautiful thing about what we do is these 40-foot shipping containers are, are mobile. You know, we can we can we can take these shipping containers. We can put them in low-income or poverty neighborhoods. You know, on an empty lot, and we could grow produce right there downtown Chicago or right downtown Los Angeles. And you know, and uh, we can you know the the the, the footprint now isn't eighteen hundred miles in the back of a, a truck. It's you know it's it's hundreds of yards within a mile or two of its end destination. And so you're getting very, very healthy food with very, very high nutritional value right there in your own backyard. Richard, what, why does this mean so much to you personally? Oh, you know, for a lot of reasons. I mean, you know, um, you know, as a, as a young man, you know, I played a lot of sports. So I was very, um, very active. Uh, you know, I worked out, I ran, I, you know, I took good care of myself on the outside. But, you know, I never really thought much about the, the, the food that I ate. And, you know, as I got older um, and had kids, you know, all of a sudden that becomes a, a big issue. Um, and, you know, there's, there's so many, uh, you know, issues in today's world. Um, and, you know, when we looked at this, this opportunity, it benefits everybody. You know, everybody eats produce. You know, I don't care you know, how nice your suit is, where you come from, you know, uh, everybody needs to eat healthy foods. And I think that, you know, the awareness, you know, ever since the internet and, 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 and some of the, the, the mediums that make people, you know, able to find, you know, uh, more information about the food they eat, um, they find that, you know, the food they're eating is not healthy. Um, and so we wanted to produce healthy food, a healthy alternative, and we want to create a vehicle that can bring the, 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 the farm, the garden to the people instead of having this, this food, you know, have to go through this, this horrendous 1,800-mile footprint before it gets to the end user. Terrific. Tell the story about, um, uh, we won't mention the company's name unless you'd like to, where you open the door, you follow yeah. a little bit, and you open the door. Yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell the name okay. of the company. <laughs> I don't think they could come after me. So um, this was during COVID, and I live um, I lived over in um, up by Fashion Island, Newport Beach, very very nice neighborhood. And during COVID, it was a ghost town. All the all the high rises were shut down. The mall was shut down, and this is you know Fashion Island, Newport Beach, and there's a Whole Foods there. And I'm out one morning walking my dog at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I see this produce truck pulling in front of me, you know, as I'm walking my dog. And it stops outside of Whole Foods. And this guy gets out. He's this great big guy. He looked like he was hungover. <laughs> you know, he just didn't look happy. And, and I, I, he came to the back of the truck and he pulled up the big steel door. And as he did, thousands of gnats came flying out of the back of this truck. I was like, whoa. And then he started grabbing these boxes of produce and throwing them on the curb, and they were soggy, and it was wet. And I was watching this, and I was thinking, this is Whole Foods, Newport Beach, Fashion Island, and this is as good as it gets? 
And, and, you know, it was just another um, sign for me, you know, a moment of clarity. I'm like, this, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so that's where, you know, this technology that we have allows us to bring the apparatus, the, the hydroponic system, to the neighborhoods and grow where the produce is needed. One pod, one 40-foot pod, and we take used shipping containers. There's about a billion of them on the planet that are sitting empty which is a problem. Um, we take a, a food-grade shipping pod and we, we convert it to a hydroponic system. We control the humidity, the temperature, the nutrients, you know, and, and we're able to grow in one pod 3,600 heads of lettuce a month. That's 36,000 heads of lettuce a year, which is equivalent to a, a, an acre of land. And we can do that in a, in a uh, was it 480 square feet? Obviously, you're still shocked by it all, as, a, as I am in our studio audience. What, uh, you, you said something really important here. I'm going to go to a, a break and then come right back. And this is the Innovators Radio Show on Podcast, KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Richard O'Connor, managing partner of the Clean Food Initiative. For more information, feel free to visit cleanfoodinitiative.org. That's cleanfoodinitiative.org. Richard, that moment of clarity. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but personally and professionally, what does it mean to you personally to have that moment of clarity to where there's a sense of that you see yourself as you are, how you've been, and then what your future is, and that you, you, you have that, if you don't mind explaining. No, you know, um, I heard an interview one time, and it was, it was an astronaut um, that flew, I think, like nine missions on the space shuttle. And um, he was talking, I guess he holds the world record for um, going around the world, you know, spacewalking outside the, the shuttle doing work. He, he'd been around the world 1,800 times. And, um, and he, he said that when you see the world from that point of view, that perspective, he said it's the most beautiful thing you could possibly imagine. He said it is this rock. And he says you see the mountains and the snow-capped mountains and the, and the rivers and the oceans. And he says you don't see governments, you don't see you know, borders, you don't see any of the things that we, we deal with here on the planet. And he said that um, if, if everybody could see the world for what it is, there would be no borders. There would be no, you know, we're, we're just guests on this amazing rock that I believe was created by God. And, and then something else he said that, that was very profound and, and I couldn't agree more. Um, they said to him, if you had to tell your 20-year-old self something, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? And he says, you know, he goes, if I could go back and tell my 20-year-old self something, he goes, everybody you meet in your life, every single day, you walk down the street and you see strangers on the street all day long. It doesn't matter how nice your suit is, where you come from, what color or religion or background you have. Everybody is troubled about something. And just give people a break. You know, I mean, there's, there's so much division in the world right now. And there's so much... Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's not the world I grew up in 
It's not the world I want to grow old in. And, you know, produce, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of corny, is the universal language. We all, we all have to eat, right? And so if I could just work on developing a system of farming that, you know, we can, we can take these, 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 these pods to the Middle East. We can take these pods, you know, anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter what the weather's like. Um, we can take these, there are food deserts all over the country where in these inner cities, they don't have produce. You know, you've got the bodegas in, in New York City and you've got these small, you know, liquor stores. You know, I, I grew up and I've lived in a very, very nice part of this country most of my life. And so I take for granted that anything I need is at the grocery store or the mall or up the street. You know, people that live in, in low-income areas or um, uh, inner cities, they just don't have access to this kind of healthy food. And there's no reason for it. Every city's got an empty lot where we can put 20 pods, you know, and we can hire the homeless. We can hire veterans. We could, it, it doesn't take a PhD in agriculture to be able to run one of these things. It's water, gravity, and nutrients, like I said in the very beginning of this. It's a very simple plug-and-play system. Uh, we're working on alternative power sources through uh, power packs, generators, and solar. So if you wanted to go to a place where where it was it was isolated, you could bring the pods in, we could put up some solar and things, and all of a sudden it's completely self-sustained. You know, ever since COVID, you know, people, the supply chain issues, you know, there's 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 talk about produce and, and, and foods being, you know, shortage. And if 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 you had a pod, if you live in rural route road, Oklahoma, you could put a pod on your property. You could feed a neighborhood. Off one pod. I mean, 3,600 heads of lettuce a month. You better like lettuce because <laughs> you're going to have sure. a lot of it, you know. Um, so, and, and from the educational point of view, indoor corporate farming, you know, Elon Musk's brother is very active in this in, in Europe. And it's such a great educational tool. You know, gardening is the number one hobby in America, okay? Um, but in many places in the country, you can only have a garden, you know, a couple months a year. If, if, oh, I lost my train of thought. You could cut, edit that out. Um, if you live in, a, in an area where there's, you know, in the, in the northern part of the United States or, or in, in, the, in the Middle East or somewhere where it's very hot, we control the atmosphere. We control the temperature, you know, the, this, and and when you do that and 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 you've got we like I call it the superfood that, that feeds these plants, you're gonna have the same consistency of produce no matter where you grow it in the world. As a matter of fact, you know, when when you see the lettuce growing in one of our pods, you can almost count the leaves. I mean, the, every head of lettuce looks just like the next one. And it's consistency and it's healthy. And if I can spend the rest of my life trying to educate the schools, you know, uh, the, the, you know, we, we take this to hospitals, we could take this to, you know, we've got five pods at a zoo, they're growing lettuce and feeding giraffes. You know, I mean, there's, it's unlimited to what we can do with this. And, and I believe that the awareness is, is there. I think people are starting to look at the foods they eat and the way they take care of themselves. They're looking at the supply chain, you know, the what ifs, what if this happens, what if that happens, you know, how, how am I going to get healthy food for my family? Well, this is a solution. It sounds like, I might be reaching, but it sounds like there's a very, uh, 
spiritual and authentic uh, culture around the Clean Food Initiative. Am I wrong or, or no? There's No, no, okay. absolutely not. Um, I could get emotional. You know, I, I my background. I, you know, I said I'm a serial entrepreneur, and I was I was an investment banker. And you know, um, in my late twenties, early thirties, I was a very selfish, self-centered person. I, I uh, it was all about money, making money, looking good on the outside. And you know, I could never fill that hole. I could never make enough money, drive a fancy car to fill that hole. And um, I had an event in my life uh, that changed everything. And and I found God, you know? And uh, I hope I don't offend anybody by saying I found God. Not and, at all. And, and the, the life I live today and the path that I'm on is to help others, you know, to... to uh, to give back, you know, God has given me so many gifts, I, I can't even begin to tell you. And, um, you know, it's time that I take that talent and those gifts and apply it to something that, first of all, I believe in, you know, and I believe that we can help people. And if I can do something I believe in and I enjoy and I can help people at the same time, well, you know, then you know then i that's a very spiritual thing for me excellent on that the the uh, the culture of the clean food initiative and everything it's it's around you've told me uh off uh off airs it's a superfood and it's actually better than organic better share, than sh it. share how so well you know um it's funny you know people when the organic thing hit the scene you know, um, uh, people are like, oh, I bought these organic peaches. They're eight dollars. I'm like, what does organic mean to you? They're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I just know that I can tell my my neighbors that I buy eight dollar peaches. You know, um, organic is is organic. It, it comes from uh, uh, you know worms, and um, it's 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 very hard to grow. You can't really grow hydroponically with with organic fertilizer. Uh, clogs the tubes. Um, it's just not. It's just not as healthy. It's just not. You know, we can we can manipulate the the superfood, and you know we've 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 run these through the best labs in the country to get the, the 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 food that the plant wants to eat without a lot of the bad stuff, without the sludge, without the you know the the, the clogging of um, of the organic way of growing things. You know, organic you've got to grow outside. You know, you could grow indoors, but you've, you're still growing in dirt. And, you know, there's a huge fertilizer problem coming our way. Um, you know, the world is, 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 again, like I said, it's a very, very divided and there's, you know, a lot of issues. And, and one of them, people are very concerned about fertilizer. Um, you know, the farmlands in America, you know, that soil has been turned so many times. And, you know, if, if you've got a plot of land, you know, over here, and your neighbor's got a pot of land, and he's spraying pesticides on his food that you're not sp spraying on your organic food. That travels through the air, and 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 those pesticides will, will end up, you know, on your on your on your you know your your crop. So it's very difficult outdoors. Like I said, with the, with the the history of the amount of chemicals that are put into the dirt to get the level of of really truly healthy food that you can get by doing it indoors in a controlled environment with the superfood.
I hope that makes sense. Absolutely. Well said. This is the Innovators Podcast at KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Richard O'Connor, managing partner of the Clean Food Initiative. For more information, feel free to visit their website at cleanfoodinitiative.org. It's cleanfoodinitiative.org. Richard, what uh, what would you like to share with your audience today that we may not have touched on on our show or your show? You know, this is this is a brand new uh, nonprofit. Um, I'm looking for you know I I don't have any experience myself with nonprofits. So I've always built for profit companies. Um, I'm reaching out to the best people I can find that share the same values. Um, uh, I'm reaching out to uh, uh, cities and and that that have, you know, um, problems, um, you know, with the food desert. It's they they call them food deserts where there's pockets in this country that just don't get the produce. And I think by working with the cities, working with the churches, working with the the um, the schools, you know, like I said, we've got five pods that they put in a zoo. Right. And, and they made it, they, they had an architecture come in and they stacked the ponds. It's very cool looking. And they've got field trips of kids coming from grade schools and they come in and they see how hydroponics has grown. It's a hydroponic, you know, exhibition, uh, exhibit, excuse me. And, and then at the, at the end of it, they buy a head of lettuce for a dollar and they feed it to the giraffes. Well, everybody wants, you know, <laughs> everybody wants. So, you know, so you've got education. You've got, you know, you've got, you know, again, you know, the, the the homeless problem is so bad in this country right now. And, you know, if, if we can build, take a street corner and, and throw some pod, maybe get Snapple or Coca-Cola or something to come in and sponsor one of these, one of these food parks, these people that are living on the street can at least get one healthy meal a day, you know, and, uh, and that's just something that that has got to be done. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Why not me? Absolutely. You know. Absolutely, Richard. It's been a really a, a great honor and a, a really pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much for uh, for being on the Innovator Show. Really appreciate it. Okay. Well, it was my pleasure, and I look forward to to talking to you again. And like I said, I mentioned I've got some other people that uh, I'd like for you to interview because I'm putting together a network of professionals, and they come from you know from um, all walks of life that see the vision, believe in the vision, and want to be part of this. So thank you so much for having me on the show, and uh, I look forward to further shows. Likewise, thank you, Tian Richard. You've been listening to the Innovators Podcast radio, and show. I'm Tom Dior. Our guest today has been Richard O'Connor, Managing Partner of Clean Food Initiative Foundation. For more information, feel free to visit their website at cleanfoodinitiative.org. Again, cleanfoodinitiative.org. Thank you for listening. The Innovators radio show and podcast is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Stanford, California, and on location. The audio engineer is Eris Chikopoulos and chief engineer Mark Lawrence. And the executive producer of The Innovators is Tom Dioro.